Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. You've got Logan Jones and Evan Knowles here recording out of the Sales River studio. And today we're gonna change up the format just a little bit. We're gonna try to make these much more concise, quicker, harder hitting. Uh, so rather than taking too long on this intro here, we're gonna pretty much just dive right into it. So we've got a couple cool stories to discuss today. We're gonna be talking about these uh, Reddit API controversies and the subreddits, everything going on in that realm. We're gonna be talking about Intel's new quantum computing chip. And we're gonna be talking about a new venture capital firm uh, placing its roots in Louisville, Kentucky, as well as our AI edge segment. So uh, before we dive in, please remember to subscribe to our channel to stay up to date with everything Middle Tech and follow us on all socials at Middle Tech Pod. And before we dive in, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Before highlighting our sponsors, we'd just like to state that the views and content shared on this platform do not necessarily reflect those of our show sponsors. Middle Tech is presented by KY Innovation, the Kentucky Cabinet for Economic Development's Office of Entrepreneurship. KY Innovation exists to support and develop Kentucky's startup ecosystem, and we are proud to be supported by an organization whose mission aligns so closely with ours. If you're a founder building in Kentucky, you need to check out the resources that KY Innovation has to offer. You can find more information by clicking the link in our show notes or going to kyinnovation.com. Middle Tech is sponsored by Bolt Marketing. Take your website to the next level with a website that's built to work. At Bolt Marketing, they're revolutionizing websites for small businesses that are affordable, customizable, and hassle-free. Whether you have a construction company, a boutique clothing store, or you own a hot yoga studio, they have options for you. Click the link in our show notes to explore their marketing options that can transform your marketing and grow your business. And as a personal note, Bolt Marketing built our website and they were awesome to work with throughout the entire process. We highly recommend working with them. All right, let's talk about Reddit here. So Reddit just made some pretty big changes to their API for third-party apps. Uh, their company is claiming that the business was never built for third-party developers. So over the past several years since Reddit was created, many third-party developers are creating apps that leverage the Reddit API to create moderation services, to create apps to scrape Reddit data and present it in new ways to users. So the CEO of Reddit has changed that policy and said that they will now begin charging third-party apps a lot of fees to access this data. Uh, so this is amidst the AI movement. Uh, many AI companies are scraping data from social platforms like Twitter and Reddit, and both platforms are now moving towards a paid API model so that they can monetize this data much better. So in reaction, many Reddit users have blacklisted and, and basically said, hey, we don't want to put any data on this platform anymore. We're going to go dark. So uh, you no longer have many of the most popular Reddit uh, feeds on the platform anymore. So um, they expected this to put pressure on Reddit, but Reddit is not budging. And uh, again, I think this is just a big movement in the data space, especially with uh, language-based applications like Twitter and Reddit where generative AI is you know, consuming a lot of that and using it to train uh, AI models, and they want to take advantage of that. So both companies are charging tens of thousands all the way up to tens of millions of dollars uh, for this data. Uh, Twitter has some more entry-level uh, fees that they charge. Uh, Reddit will probably follow with something similar, but as of right now, Reddit has made it pretty uh, unapproachable for kind of novice developers or developers that don't have a lot of income from their apps. So pretty big movement. Uh, we'll see what happens across the other uh, apps within the social media space, but you know, Reddit and Twitter are kind of the first movers here. Yeah, I totally agree with you about the uh, the take on AI playing a role in this. I hadn't really thought of that perspective of it. 
Um, but it makes a lot of sense when you think of AI being trained on so much natural language and using sites like Reddit and Twitter to scrape a lot of that, uh, a lot of that data. It's just um, a new reality. You know, yeah. the new reality is social companies are monetizing using natural language on top of advertising and, and membership. So yeah. it's, it's just a new reality everybody needs to get used to. Speaking of new realities, let's get into this story talking about Intel's new quantum chip. Um, so for those that don't know what quantum computing is, quantum computing is based on the theory uh, of quantum mechanics in physics. And so that essentially states that uh, an atom can be, or an electron rather, can be in two different places at the same time, uh, which you don't need to get uh, too tied up over that. It's a very complex theory. But what it means for computing is that uh, you know normal computers compute on what's called bits, which can be either a one or a zero. Quantum computers can be a one or a zero or somewhere in between. So that's called entanglement uh, is the principle that is powering the whole quantum computing movement. And Intel is one of the companies that is really trying to uh, push the envelope as far as creating some new chips to power these quantum computers. Um, and so what's important about this story is one that uh, Intel is releasing a chip and sending it out to some universities to do some research on it. Uh, but two, it's the way that they're building this chip. Um, so the reason quantum computing is so hard to do is because of the conditions that you have to put uh, that processor within to make it function and make this quantum computing actually work. Uh, it's very hard to keep uh, the conditions just right. It has to be The chip has to be very cooled down to function properly. And so what, uh, what Intel is doing in this case is trying to use a silicon-based processor uh, to achieve quantum computing which is significant because all other uh, chips and processors are silicon-based. So they're trying to make the transition from traditional silicon-based chips to quantum computing silicon-based chips uh, without having to essentially reinvent the wheel. Um, so that's that's the most important part of the story. I wanted to call out the story because I believe quantum computing could be one of those things that hits in the next five to 10 years that completely changes everything about computing. It is orders of magnitude more powerful than computing we have now. And when you think what could happen if you gave artificial intelligence access to a computer that's as powerful as what a quantum computer could potentially be, you can get some pretty wild outcomes, I believe. So I think quantum computing is right up there with nuclear fusion power and artificial intelligence and potentially being one of the most consequential developments that we might see in our lifetime. Um, but that being said, it is, uh, it's in the very early stages right now. A lot of it is just research. So like I said, these chips are being sent to universities. And I think that's very smart of Intel to do because they're basically sending these processors out for universities to do research on and be able to help them improve them. So kind of crowdsourcing that. But do you keep up with quantum computing much? Do you have any thoughts on everything going on in that space? No, I just, I'm trying to follow it in tandem with AI, but, um, you know, it's super early and, yep. you know, it hasn't been commercialized yet. So I don't pay attention to it as much. Yeah, I think we're still a ways away from it, but it's one of those things that you can kind of wrap your mind around how much powerful it would be than traditional computing. And that alone gets me excited about it. So uh, plan to continue following that. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to this last topic here before AI Edge, which is a local topic, uh, a new venture capital firm up in Louisville, Kentucky. Tell us about it. Yeah. So uh, the Kentucky ecosystem needs a lot more capital. We need a lot more investors. Uh, so a firm called Shadow Ventures has entered the space. Uh, Nick Durham is running that locally here in Kentucky. I've met with him several times in Louisville. He's a really awesome guy, super smart, uh, loves the Lexington and mostly the Louisville ecosystem, which is where he's from uh, there in Louisville. So he's setting his roots there and uh, is excited to kind of dig in and learn about the ecosystem and, and play his part. But Shadow Ventures uh, is a construction focused 
uh, firm. So they invest a lot in what they call the built world. So architecture firm, technology, construction technology, uh, anything that connects the dots between when an idea is put into place and the end construction and when people start moving into the building, there's a lot of technology that's needed in between all of those processes and they're looking to make that more efficient. And so a lot of their investors in that fund are architecture firm executives, construction executives and tech executives that you know have a lot of experience in this space. So uh, this is something that Louisville should be excited about. The more capital, the better. Um, and you know, like I said, Nick's a great guy. We'll have him on very soon. Uh, we're scheduling that now, uh, but uh, more the merrier. Yeah, I think it's important also that this is a seed-focused firm as well. Early stage, yeah. Early stage seed-based capital. Um, I think that's important because there's just not much of that around this yeah. area, as yeah. you can probably and test so it. they'll invest anywhere from uh, 500K to 1.5 million um, in a startup uh, in the early stages. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talk a lot about access to capital in this area, so it's always fun to talk about when we hear a new venture capital firm coming to the state. Um, so that being said, let's move on to AI Edge. So AI Edge, stories, tips, and topics for gaining an edge with artificial intelligence. This week's story, you might have seen it. Uh, it's almost become a meme at this point, and that is that Mercedes is adding ChatGPT to its infotainment system. Um, I think this is uh, cool because it really makes me think about what the future of these types of systems is going to be. So when you think of voice assistants like Siri or like what you might have in your car if you have a newer model of a car, typically uh, those voice assistants are not very capable. You know, you might be able to change the song, call your friends, navigate to a new location, but uh, you can't get much more complex than that. And so when I see someone like Mercedes coming in and adding ChatGPT to this infotainment system, it makes me think about where this is going to end up over the next few years. Uh, and really what that makes me think about is uh, asking it complex questions such as, you know, where can I get a hamburger that's within half a mile of a gas station on my way home? Uh, things that have kind of multiple inputs that would be too complex for a normal voice assistant to really reason through. Uh, ChatGPT, these large language models are specialized for that. So adding them into vehicles, I think is great. I think this makes a lot of sense kind of in the same vein of like Apple CarPlay. Um, you know, just, yeah, just taking over the, the operating system on a car. I think Mercedes is very smart for just introducing something like ChatGPT directly into the user interface of their infotainment system. Uh, and I think that's going to be a trend we continue to see, you know, I think most immediately of like self-driving cars uh, and being able to just, uh, you know, have a conversation with your car about where you want to go, what you want to do, and it just knows what to do from there. So obviously still a ways away off from that, but I think this is a great step in that direction of really having a more robust experience with, yeah. with that system. Sure. Um, so let's dive into the tip of the week. I thought you had a really good one. Um, so tell us what that tip is, how you've used it, and how others can do the same thing. Yeah. So I write a good amount, and I was writing an article earlier this week, and I put it into ChatGPT, and I said, find bias in this, point out the bias, and suggest ways I can remove it. It did a really great job. And so for anybody that writes, you know, it's important not to have bias, not to be leading your audience towards one way or another. You want to just kind of stay straight as an arrow and make sure that you're putting out the facts for them to make their own conclusions. So um, it's great for writing. And that's just one like small way other than, you know, proofreading and other ways that you can use it for writing. But finding bias is a great one. Yeah, I think that's smart. One of the ways I've used it kind of in conjunction with that is I had it rate my article on a bunch of different factors and bias was actually one of them. I also had it rate me on clarity, uh, on um, uh, correctness, just making sure that I was, you know, stating things that are actually true. Uh, so you can have, you know, AI gauge on all sorts of different factors in your writing, which I think is 
a great tool to take advantage of. Um, so other than that, that concludes our AI Edge segment. That concludes this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed a little bit more compact of an episode, straight to the point. Um, so give us any feedback if you uh, feel so inclined. Other than that, we are officially launching our Middle Tech Spotlight Series newsletter. So we're going to be posting about that on social media if you'd like to keep up with our Spotlight Series, uh, which is essentially the same types of interviews that we were doing for the first four, four years of our existence. Uh, we're now continuing to do those, putting that into a newsletter uh, and providing you with the key takeaways from those interviews. So that being said, hope everyone has a great week. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.